What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Creative Christian Podcast and welcome back to the drawing board. If y'all are new around here, um, first of all, just want to say thank you so much for tuning into the show. And just to catch you up to speed, my name is Bailey Wishart. I'm the host of the Creative Christian Podcast. And most of the time when you tune into the show, you can catch me interviewing some of the most creative people I know. Now, the drawing board is a segment where it's just me flying solo. So it's just me, my mic, and y'all, and you guys. I don't know why I just said y'all. Um, and, uh, I'll admit right now, I wasn't actually anticipating doing another episode of the drawing board so recently after the last episode of the drawing board. And, uh, I had a couple of guests lined up for these next couple of weeks that I was hoping to have batched content for, but life happens. And so some of those interviews did have to be postponed. So I am super excited for that content to be coming your way soon. I think you guys are really going to love the guests, but for now. It's just me and y'all. So I can't wait to dig into the nitty gritty with those guests. Please stick around if you want to kind of hear a little bit more about what's going on with those guests, because I'm going to drop a couple of hints as to who's coming up next on the podcast. But I am fully aware that this episode is kind of like the filler episode of your favorite TV show where it's there. Hopefully it's entertaining, but I also won't blame you if you want to skip it. After all, my favorite part of this show is connecting with our guests and kind of getting to pick their brains about creativity. So um, I personally would probably skip it too. So no worries at all. But for those of you that do need a quick creative pick-me-up today, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're along for the ride. And if you do stick around for this episode, like I said, I'll drop a couple of hints to just kind of give you guys an insight as to who's coming up next on the show. So you're down to stick around for that. Uh, Please do. So there's a topic in the creative space that's been blowing up across social media for the past couple of weeks. In fact, I'm probably a little late to the game to comment on it. And if you haven't been able to tell by the title of this episode, it has to do with the Oscars, Margot Robbie, and the pinkest movie any of us have ever seen. And uh, I'm sure you all have heard or seen something about this by now. But in case you haven't, the Academy Awards nominations dropped just a couple of weeks ago. And Barbie snagged about, I think, eight nominations. So Succeeded really, really well across the board as far as nominations go, but specifically where a lot of the uh, the angst and the drama has been is that of those eight nominations, they did not include Best Director for Greta Gerwig or Best Actress for Margot Robbie, and people online have a lot of opinions about it. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today, but just a reminder, this is not a pop culture podcast, it's not a political podcast, and so we're all about the intersection between faith and creativity. I don't really claim to be an expert on pop culture or politics. I don't even really claim to be an expert on creativity. That's why I'm interviewing people all the time on the show. If you want my opinion on whether or not these people were snubbed, I'm more than happy to talk about my opinion on that one-on-one. You can drop me a DM, Creative Christian Podcast on TikTok, Instagram, all that fun stuff. But although my opinion might bleed into my commentary a little bit, because it's kind of hard to go into something completely unbiased, I want to do my best to keep my personal opinion completely out of this conversation and really just stick to observations about this situation that can really be applied to the creative community that we've built up here at the Creative Christian Podcast. And so there's no doubt about it. The Oscars are meant to be a celebration of creativity itself from marquee awards like Best Director, Best Actress, Best Picture, to even honoring some of the more behind the scenes roles of editing and cinematography and costume design, sound design, all that all that really cool stuff that typically doesn't get a lot of uh, a lot of headline news about it in the way that some of those bigger roles do. Um, 
do get. So it's really all about honoring creativity across the film industry. And uh, the same thing goes for the types of films that are honored at the Oscars, right? You get some of these summer blockbusters like Barbie or Oppenheimer, my favorite award sweeper of all time, uh, Return of the King, probably one of the best movies of all time, I would say. But then you also get some of these films that are maybe way outperformed at the box office, but have that artistic integrity to outshine maybe that public popularity. And uh, they, they still get honored as well. And a couple films that even come to mind for me from past past picture winners are like Shape of Water or Spotlight. So the level of commentary around Barbie and the specific categories of best director, best actress, that's an intriguing point of conversation for creatives, no matter where you land on the spectrum, right? Was it a snub? Is it overrated? Whatever you land on, I I think it's a really cool conversation that we can really dive into. And there's a couple of themes that I've been recognizing just within some of the online discourse of this topic that I think we should take a look at and just see how asking questions about this particular scenario can point us to the creator and ultimately draw us closer to him. So let me just give you these themes up front and then we can dive a little deeper. Right now, there are three topics that come to mind where I can see there being an opportunity for an intersection of cultural and spiritual commentary, and those are recognition, comparison, and gratefulness. Probably the most obvious of the three is recognition because in large part, that's kind of what the Oscars are all about is recognizing the work of artists and really acknowledging their contributions to the film industry in the prior year. So speaking on Barbie, there's no doubt that this film has gained worldwide recognition. In fact, I would say barring Oppenheimer, I'd say it's a fair point to make that it's been recognized more than any other film that's being honored at the Oscars. And I'm not just talking about the number of nominations received necessarily, though it's up there. Um, I think it's kind of in the running of, I believe it's Barbie Oppenheimer, Killers of the Flower Moon, and uh, Poor Things that are in like the top four of like number of nominations received. So it's definitely excelling in that category as well. But I'm more so just talking about the worldwide attention that the film got. And I would say that's largely in part due to one of the most impressive marketing campaigns I've seen for a film in recent years. I mean, it seemed like since the moment the first trailer dropped until now, Barbie has kind of been at the forefront of culture. Much more, I would say, than its Oscar-nominated counterparts. Unless you're part of the slim minority of the population that remembers the marketing campaign for Small Things or Killers of the Flower Moon. I'm going to be honest, I haven't even seen those films yet. I, I think I'm actually probably in the majority of, uh, of people that are kind of casual tuning into the Oscars and my film professors from film school would probably shun me if I heard me say that, but, but it's true. And if, if you have seen those films, please sound off in the comments or in the reviews, because I actually don't, I haven't met anyone that's seen those films yet. So, um, and it doesn't seem like a lot of the people talking about, um, the Barbie situation online have seen it. So just throwing out there, if you've seen them, let me know, but love it or hate it from an artistic perspective, Barbie is really the result of tons of hours put in by the creatives that are super dedicated to their craft. And you can see it in the detail from the costumes and the sets and the intention and the choreography and the songwriting and the effort put in by the cast and the crew. So the question arises when it comes to getting recognition for your work, why do we value certain types of recognition above others? After all, box office profit is an indicator of success and audience approval in and of itself, right? So again, I think we've asked this question multiple times on the show before, but I think something that creatives just need to keep in the forefront of their mind to really define success is who are we creating our art for? 
And I mean, the question asked specifically with Barbie is, was it Greta Gerwig's intention to connect deeply with the general public or was it to connect with elite Hollywood critics? And by the way, because of the box office success that Barbie experienced and the number of Oscar nominations that it's received, I would say it's pretty fair to assume that she connected with both of those audiences regardless. In fact, it's rare to see a box office hit simultaneously sweep the award circuit. It doesn't happen very often. Just look at the disparity between the highest grossing films and best picture winners over the years. And it's a solid reminder that striving for worldly recognition will often, if not always, come up short when it comes to our own personal satisfaction. I mean, if the Hollywood heavyweights can rake in the cash and still not satisfy the critics, then what does that mean for us who are just fighting to make a difference with our art in our own communities, no matter how small they may be? And it's why I'm grateful for the wisdom of the word. Colossians 3.23 says, whatever you do, do it from the heart as something done for the Lord and not for people. And look, I know that Barbie was not created with the intention of seeking God's approval above all else. I don't really expect that from a Hollywood film. I don't think any of us should. It's not a realistic expectation to have. And you'll probably be let down every time. But these so-called Barbie snubs are just a reminder that when our metric of success is based on the opinions of others, our work is always going to fall short. So for us as creatives who follow the ultimate creator, let's be ones that are striving to measure our own success by the word of God and not the opinion of man. And that theme of recognition in this Barbie debate pretty easily segues into the theme of comparison. So I want to dive into that a little bit. And first, let's just get this straight. And this might play back into the recognition part a bit, but Margot Robbie and Greta Gerwig both have opportunities to walk out of the Academy Awards with an Oscar or in Greta Gerwig's case, she could walk out with two. And at the same time, just like every year prior, there are five actresses and five directors who have the opportunity to walk out with an Oscar for their respective categories as well. So the question that's raised here that I think we as creatives should be thinking critically about is this. Does honoring Emma Stone, Lily Gladstone, Annette Bening, Carrie Mulligan, and I'm going to butcher her name and I probably should have done more research on the front end, so I'm so sorry, but I believe it's pronounced Sandra Hewler. I don't know. It's one of those used with the two dots above it. But does nominating any of those women with nominations for Best Actress, does that directly translate to the thought process of Margot Robbie sucked in Barbie? I don't really think it does. Or does honoring Jonathan Glazer or Yorgos Lanthimos or Christopher Nolan, Martin Scorsese, Justine Trier with nominations for Best Director suddenly translate to Greta Gerwig's direction and Barbie was kind of eh. I don't think it does. In fact, let's dial it back from Barbie altogether. I think the really big overarching question for this whole debate is, can we celebrate someone else's success with a joyful heart without making it all about us? Because that's essentially what comparison does. It pits creatives against one another. It draws our attention inward to ourselves and it ups our insecurity. And I would say a self-absorbed creative is an ineffective creative. When we can't celebrate each other's wins, we do run the risk of alienating one another. And again, for the sake of clarity here, I'm not accusing Margot Robbie or Greta Gerwig of being self-absorbed here. In fact, I actually want to dive into Margot's response to this whole scenario in a minute because I'm honestly really encouraged and I think it sets a really great example for us to follow. But this episode really isn't about either of them. I'm just noting some of the observations about the general public's reaction to this situation and asking us to think critically about the connection between the mindset driving that reaction and our own role as creatives who are ultimately 
have the goal to represent something so much bigger than ourselves. I love the way that the message translation puts Galatians 6, 4 through 5. So I want to take a look at that for a minute. It says, make a careful exploration of who you are and the work that you've been given, and then sink yourself into that. Don't be impressed with yourself. Don't compare yourself to others. Each of you must take responsibility for doing the creative best that you can with your own life. Man, that's so good. I honestly think there's no mic drop like a Bible mic drop, and that was an absolute Bible mic drop. It's been said that comparison is the thief of joy. And so as creatives, we've got the choice to either lean into comparison and be stripped of our own joy, or like it says here in the message translation, sink ourselves into our work while taking responsibility for doing our creative best. And when we do, I fully believe that the joy is going to flow from that. And that's exactly how Margot Robbie is responding to this whole situation. I want you guys to check this clip out from a panel that she was on recently discussing this whole um, Oscar fiasco and her point of view on it. I had to feel pretty intense because there was so much love for this movie and a lot of people had a lot of feelings about that. Uh, did, was there anything that you wanted to speak to about that scenario or how it felt? Because it was quite a tense time. I mean, like you said, we're beyond ecstatic that we shot eight Academy Award nomination awards. Already, we set out to do something that would shift culture, affect culture, or just make some sort of impact. And it's already done that and some, like way more than we ever dreamed it would. Um, and that that is truly the biggest reward that could come out of all of this. And I'm so, so obviously ecstatic. So we, everyone getting the nods that they've had is just incredible and, and the best picture not Obviously, I think Greta should be nominated as a director because what she did is a once in a career, once in a lifetime thing, what she pulled off. It really is. But it's been an incredible year. And like for all the films, and you know, there's there's no way to feel sad when you know that it's worse. Man, that is such a good line. There is no way to feel sad when you know you're this blessed. There's an element of gratitude that Margot displays in this clip that's honestly super humbling to me. And I mean, how easy would it be for her to lean into that desire for recognition or allow comparison to steal her joy in this moment, knowing that she would be backed by thousands of people online who have been voicing the same opinion? But her gratitude in this clip keeps her grounded. She knew what she set out to do when she filmed Barbie, and she's proud of the work that she put in. And gratitude is honestly just a matter of perspective. The circumstance we've been looking at for this entire episode didn't change for Margot, but her perspective was different. And what we've been examining are multiple multiple perspectives of this exact situation. And so whether you're creative or not, we all have the opportunity to choose an eternal perspective of a situation in the face of unchanging circumstances. And God tells us in Isaiah 55, 9, that for as heaven is higher than earth, so my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. So when we seek God's perspective over our own, and we remember all he's done for us, and we put gratitude at the forefront, it's easy to step into a situation and be able to be honest when we say, there's no way to feel sad when you know you're this blessed. And we might not be facing Oscar nominations, though if you are, that's really freaking cool. But in the measure that God's called us to create, let's do so in a way that seeks recognition from God alone, that doesn't allow comparison to steal our joy. And really leans into that perspective that keeps us grounded in gratitude. 
And personally, I'm going to be taking my cues from Margot Robbie in this situation, not the general public online, because she seems a whole lot happier than they do. And that's honestly about all the commentary I've got on that. I love to hear what you guys think. So please be sure to join the conversation on Instagram, on TikTok. Again, that's at Creative Christian Pod. I'd love to hear what you guys think. I know this is a little bit of a shorter episode, but if you like what we're producing here at the Creative Christian Podcast, please be sure to rate and review this episode. Subscribe to the show if you haven't already. I try to get new content out to you guys every couple of weeks, and I don't want you to miss any of the incredible guests we have coming up. And speaking of incredible guests, just a sneak peek at some of the street cred that our next guest has built up. We're diving back into the music industry with one of my favorite Christian artists out there, and this guy has worked with Aaron Gillespie of Under Oath, The Almost, Paramore, so if you like any of those bands, you might like this guy, as well as Eric O. Young of uh, Future of Forestry. He's also a regular in the Soul Fest lineup, so you'll have to keep an eye out on social media for some of the uh, more official announcements as to who this guy is, but for you super sleuths out there that want to use those clues to figure out who he is, there you go. And that's about it for today's episode. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'll catch you guys next time. And again, until next time, keep creating.